we are boring yet curvy. <laughs> You inked your sideburns? I totally inked my sideburns. If you don't get in there first, then why? I mean, why even bother? Okay. So I've been meaning to ask you about this the last episode or two, but I, I keep forgetting. Um, <laughs> are you are, are you continuing to seduce the local homeschool boys? <laughs> I don't know. I'm what? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the story I told on the episode with Danny. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I had a meeting with the other homeschool boys. They were they were they were very. They're very distraught, and they, they sent me uh, to ask you, please, please stop seducing them. So, should I turn in my mom jeans for something <laughs> less form-fitting, like um, culottes, maybe, or? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> culottes. Shout out to Peggy Hill. Rocking the culottes. I was actually worried, like, they... The Gap tried to put those back in style a couple of years ago on their regular website of clothes. You didn't have to go to, like, homeschoolclothes.com. It was on The Gap that you could buy culottes. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, but were they were they mom culottes, though? <laughs> I don't – I think so. I don't know if there's another kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shout out to Becca. We got to do a couple shout outs real quick. Um, yes, Becca tweeted us, longtime friend of the podcast, Becca. By the way, yes, tweeted us asking, could there be a Patreon level so that like high enough that would unlock the unedited episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Casey, well, as a as a contributor to the worst of the unedited episodes. Wow. What, what do you what, do, what say you? I I'm all for having Patreon only content. But I don't know if the if unedited episode would be the thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know it I know it made it like your would you rather kind of made it sound like all the things edited out are super risque, but some of the things edited out are just stupid. <laughs> So I'd want people to actually get good content if they were going to up their Patreon support. So I'd want it to be intentional. Like, uh, if, if record we could... five extra minutes just for patrons on a topic of their choice or something like that. Yes. Or if I could, if we could pull back the, the, the curtain Wizard of Oz style just for a moment. <laughs> okay. There was actually an example of this right before we, we went on the air. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a Baptist pastor who shall remain unnamed uh, by his request sent us a <laughs> sent us a link to uh, a, a website that does Christian sex toys and asked us to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that could definitely be Patreon only content. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 we brought it up in the, uh, in the pre-show and was like, yeah, well, think we'll this maybe we'll save this one for uh for when danny is on the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that that would have been a good segment for for patreon only was it um pastor jerry falwell jr <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was casey maybe it was what do you think he's on those pictures um uh <laughs> <laughs> i i don't want to know or imagine Oh, uh, you're on the wrong podcast for that. <laughs> well, so I don't know him and his wife naked. Hopefully <laughs> that's all it is. If that's it, like, why wouldn't you just leak the pictures? Because he's old and gross. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> why, 
Why wouldn't you just leak the pictures and be like, yep, we're getting it on. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, that's that could not be worse than any of the speculation that's out there now. I feel like being proud of getting it on doesn't really include the desire to show that visually to people. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the speculation now is, is worse than, you know, because now people are just imagining all sorts yes. of things. Or if yeah. it was just some very vanilla, like... Um, but what if it's not, though? Well, that's that's the problem. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying, it's like, not vanilla at all. If it was just like some very vanilla, like racy bedroom photos, just, just what if it's what if it includes some items from Covenant Covenant Spice? <laughs> Covenant Spice. <laughs> Tune into our Patreon only feed where we continue this discussion. <laughs> oh man, that would be horrible. Just listing possible things that jerry Powell jr bought from covenant spice okay all right so we're not gonna talk about <laughs> covenant spice i just want to say this one thing god bless them yeah they're doing, for sure they're doing a good thing in, <laughs> I in think getting so. christian couples to you know explore their sexuality in, in ways that are not harmful or, or biblically inappropriate i just right. think it's funny that on that they use the word posterior, that they don't want to use the word but. So I think just to explain the website, it's normal sex toys, but there's no, there there aren't any like pornographic pictures. Yeah. So that's why it's like for Christians, because you don't have to like inundate your eyes with all this stuff while you shop for your sex toys. So... <laughs> But there's not there's there's not like a Christian sex toy company that supplies them. <laughs> I fell down a rabbit hole one time with that stuff, and I wound up on a site <laughs> that used mannequins. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that for um for the lingerie. Yeah, I, I've seen that too. And it was like, yeah, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna make fun of this. They're they're. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a net positive. Sure. It's a net positive. All right. How about our next shout out? Yes. Take it away. <laughs> uh, Alexis sent us a book, a picture of a book cover and back. She was shopping, thrift shopping, <clears throat> which is my favorite place to shop for books. And the book is called At the Altar of Sexual Idolatry. And it just looks like a horrible book. <laughs> The cover has a very serious man looking down into his lap, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And um, here's the thing. The first sentence on the back is just really just it says at the altar of sexual idolatry is a thorough and penetrating examination of sexual addiction. (laughs) Come on. Really? <laughs> we're going to write a book, a sex book, and we're going to use the word penetrating in the first sentence to describe it. Also on the back cover, the words expose, bondage, <laughs> and firmly. Wow. We studied this in preparation for the episode. <laughs> so, yeah. The cover, the guy on the cover, I was trying to figure out what CCM album cover it reminded me of, and I, re- I couldn't find it. I feel like the coloring of it reminds me of those um, My Utmost for His Highest CDs, oh, where they're okay. like all white, you know, with the guy's hands raised in the air. Just I feel like that could fit in right with those. Real quick, rank these. My Utmost for His Highest, Wow, and City on a Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting on a hill, number one. Wow, number two. My utmost for his highest, number three. Very good. You had that on lock. Like that was that <laughs> bullet was in the chamber. You had no idea I was going to ask you that. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. By the way, happy anniversary to Alexis. Yes, yes. Official, official, fun, sexy Bible time shout out. They are our. I don't know couple of the there are a couple of the week how about that 
It is a good week to be the couple of the week since we just talked about Covenant Spice for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, Alexis. <laughs> uh, somehow managed to tie together a happy anniversary to Jerry Falwell Jr. and Covenant Spice. <laughs> So we enjoy those tweets, the feedback a lot. Um, can you tell us about any kind of tweets you don't enjoy? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, can I talk, I mean, this was not on the list, but it just kind of happened recently. Can we talk about the Beth Moore tweet that I joked about? Yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, let me pull it up and read it. This is just spur of the moment. I just really want to read the Beth Moore tweet. Thou shalt not exploit thy sister or thy brother to get thy clicks. It's coveting. Exodus twenty seventeen, which is yeah. fine, except it. When I looked at it, it really, I really thought it said to get thy dicks, <laughs> because the C and the L are right next to each other, and it was like, whoa, what? What? Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, mm-hmm. it says clicks. Okay. Yes. Thankfully, it said <laughs> clicks. <laughs> I feel like it would still work though if if it did, if it didn't. It's, it's, what is that verse about? How like to the pure, all things are pure, and <laughs> <laughs> you're you. you're the opposite of that. <laughs> my my original joke was that it was a it was a Game of Thrones tweet. <laughs> she she was subtweeting Jamie and Cersei Lannister. Ugh. Which uh, is amazing I would do that because I don't watch Game of Thrones, Casey. I don't know about you. But just wanna... I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about it on the show yet this season, but we'll get to that, I guess, at some point. Maybe when it's all over. Which character would be the best youth pastor? Which character would be the worst youth pastor? Oh, yeah. With no preparation right now. What would you say? Oh, gosh. Well, the worst youth pastor would probably be... Um. Tywin Lannister, maybe? Uh, or Jorah. He's oh, just gosh, so serious. Yes. And the best would definitely be Tyrion. It's hard right? to argue with that. <laughs> hard to argue. I, I, do, I would put Tormund in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Just because he'd have an intimidation factor there. Like, you know, you'd have your fun, but when he said it was time to bring it in for the devotion, <laughs> like you'd, you'd come in. So maybe Tyrion is like the youth pastor's intern. <laughs> yeah, he's like everybody's best friend, but he can't get everybody to serious up. <laughs> he can't get everybody to bring it in. It's true. We talked about Game of Thrones on my very first appearance on this show. Do you remember that? Uh, I we just did don't... like something similar. Who what person in the youth group was like the main characters. So like you said, like John, John Snow was like that guy who always has a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, everybody likes him, but he's secretly a dumbass. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, once you get past the squintiness and the, and the great hair, it's like, there's not really a lot there. Like this guy is just kind of a dumbass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't say Sansa would be a horrible youth pastor. Yeah. Way too serious. Very serious. Yeah. Okay. Back to the tweets. (laughs) 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 I just, you know, I support your right to talk about tweets. Okay. (laughs) With oversight. Okay, well, I'm overseeing this conversation. This is something that you wanted to talk about, so I'm making you start this, which you still are not doing. <laughs> I was just drawing it out. So, <laughs> so every once in a while, Christian Twitter sort of gets in this cat scratch fever of uh, let's just let's just be insufferable about telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. And we've had another we've had another nice little run of it recently. Um, right. And for some reason, it, it comes out of like homeschooling and mm-hmm. uh, churches, like t- 
tell homeschoolers what to do, tell churches what to do, mm-hmm. tell schools what to do, tell people how to vote. Um, yeah. It's all kind of like in that in that wheelhouse right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we're heading into a, another season of it with with Mother's Day of mm-hmm. churches. If if you <laughs> if you if you celebrate Mother's Day without doing A B C D and E, uh, don't you know you're you're not doing it right. Right. So I think that the um, thing that makes scold tweeting like takes it to a bad place is when it feels pretentious. (laughs) So Beth Moore scolds Twitter regularly, Mm -hmm. right? She does. But personally, I'm not ever annoyed, even if I'm convicted by what she's saying. But I think it's because there's no pretense there. It's it's a we thing when Beth Moore does it. It's Mm -hmm. like she somehow includes herself in it of like, we have have to be better. Like, we can't do this. It's not a you thing. I think most people are probably guilty of it at some point. I'm sure I've scolded people about something stupid before. Um, And, but... No one responds well to being scolded. That's the thing. (laughs) My kids don't respond well to it. And then definitely when you're an adult, it's just, why are you talking to me like this? Why would I listen to you scolding me about something, anything? Yeah, it's a lot of, and it it seems like it's always, it always comes from a place of personal experience too mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know if if i struggle with singleness then mm-hmm. i'm going to tell the church exactly what to do about singleness right uh and it's like really like you don't think your personal experience is, is driving <laughs> this at all like right this is true for everybody and it's not just because of what you've experienced yeah so there there's like there's a way to share things and then there's a way that people share things that is a total turn off. <laughs> it's just like, even if what you're saying is valid and good, I don't want to listen to you because of your tone in this whole thing. So it, <laughs> I think too, something that I've wanted to subtweet recently <laughs> of the many things <laughs> is that, a lot of scold tweeting is very specific and then we start to feel defensive. But in reality, like we, I don't believe we like Christians live in a vacuum, but also I don't owe anyone that I don't know and is not a part of my life and community, a defense for non sinful things. Right. So well, that just sounds like <laughs> something someone would say that doesn't have their kids in public school. Okay, so. <laughs> Well, exactly. Like, it does not actually matter what someone who doesn't know me at all and has never even bothered to ask me my reasons for homeschooling, why why I homeschool. Like, I could get defensive, and I do get defensive, but in reality, these people are not in my community. They're not in my life. They don't know me. They don't. So, it's just, and that, that that's just one example. But parents do it to each other about, like, parenting choices and so I think, yes, for sinful behavior, yeah, anybody can call you out on that. Like, if you're going to tweet something racist, I don't have to be in your community to be like, hey, you're racist and that's sinful. But for other things that where there's freedom and just like, um, actually, <laughs> you don't have this place in my life, so scroll along. <laughs> I don't really understand. I don't, I don't really understand like the the fascination and fixation on having your kids in public school as like a virtue signaling thing. Well, it's just the the argument is that you cannot um you don't have the same care for your community if you're not plugged into it and school having your kids in the pu- the local public school is like the number one way to plug into the community. That's the argument. Yeah. But I grew up I grew up going to public school and like my parents dropped me off and left and our place in the community had nothing to do with school. So yeah, I'm just telling you that's what the argument is. Yeah. I just, it's, 
it, it seems like people draw a parallel to that and like almost like a Benedict option thing of like, well, we're just going to mm-hmm. withdraw from the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think you can only do that with adults. Mm-hmm. I think if you're just going to go full Mennonite and just completely withdraw from everyone around mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. not engage, like I think right. that's a fair criticism. I right. don't think that's a fair criticism for kids. Like mm-hmm. if you want to have your kids in a Christian school or you want to homeschool them or you feel like they would benefit more from not being in public school, I I don't know that that's the same thing as just completely withdrawing from culture. Right. And I'm sure some homeschool families do. But I think the thing with the anytime we make a generalization, like about schooling or whatever, it's just you're you're only basing that on your experience. I think that's something I've realized, too, is that a lot of the people who speak up against homeschooling were homeschooled and they know that the reasons that their parents did it. Right. So they kind of put that assumption on people like, well, you want your child to have this special, amazing education, and that's not available to everyone, and that's not fair. And if your kids were in public school, then you would be fighting for that in the public school system. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> there's just so much going on. But it's it's okay. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like with any of the decisions that we make that are not I'm not talking about sins. Like, yes, please call me out on all the sins. But if I, if I don't know you, if you don't know me, if you're not a part of my life, like, why would I listen to you about like how I, how long I breastfeed or where my kids sleep at night or whatever. Those things are, they have nothing to do with you. So it's, it's just a, a weird kind of mindset of, I know enough to tell you what you should be doing with your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, full disclosure on this whole conversation, we're both homeschooling parents. And we had a big segment last week about how you shouldn't do PDA in church. So, Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy scolding people <laughs> personally, but I don't want it done to me. Gosh. <laughs> That's totally different. Yeah. Totally but, different. Man, I shoot. Like, I love sitting down with my kids and being their teacher. It's like, it's, it's a huge joy in my life. Yes. There's a lot of frustrations, but wow. It's just, I love it. And I'm going to do it until I don't love it anymore. (laughs) And I'm not even like a, I'm not even a homeschool cheerleader. I know that homeschooling is not perfect and there's things you have to do to, Oh, I'm not either to, you know, (laughs) balance out the, you know, the, the, I'm not gonna say weaknesses, but you know, it's not, it's not always easy. You have to do things to make sure your kids right. are well-rounded. Um, right. But, you know, we, we do homeschool and, and, and we like it. And we're, we're frankly, we're better than all of you. <laughs> and the difference between us two is that you were homeschooled. I went to public school from first grade to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know, I know what is there. I think probably one of the my biggest frustrations is this the assumption that like I don't want my kids to be around poor people and minorities. <laughs> I like that's probably the the biggest thing for me that really bothers me. It's like, well, where we live in Orlando is a hugely diverse population. So there's no there's no avoiding like Hispanic people or black people. I mean, it's just, there's not like a white part of town. I guess there is, but I don't live in it. So well, let me tell you what anyway. we do. We, we sit around what our homeschooling consists of is we <laughs> sit around in top hats and monocles, counting stacks of money and, and placing direct calls to our local Republican politicians. <laughs> and you go door to door campaigning for them. <laughs> making snide remarks about the lower class that's what we do uh, oh gosh <laughs> anyways we didn't know this conversation was gonna go here but i'm fine with it scrooge mcduck style top hats i also think we have to recognize that there's more than one way to do things right no like, there, no, I'm not talking about school, but like there's more than one way to to care for your community 
and love your neighbors, <laughs> then there's a different way that my kids are going to have the opportunity to love their neighbors because of their school, like because of what they do for school, you know? Mm-hmm. So could it be that maybe that's a good thing? No. <laughs> and not the better thing, but good in a different way. Like if my kids are done with school at 11, what does that mean for when they're teenagers, how they can spend the rest of their day? Mm-hmm. If, if I'm intentional to, to teach them, we don't just live for ourselves. So go outside and, you know, whatever. Anyways. No, I mean, I, I get you because... <laughs> Because I'm off on Wednesdays, and so Wednesdays we sometimes we do stuff on Wednesdays with the kids, like mm-hmm. like outside, like you were talking about. And uh, it was last Wednesday or the week, week before that. Uh, one of our neighbors is an older lady, and uh, she had some trees down in her yard. And I took my older girls and we went over and helped her clean up the trees in her yard, mm-hmm. um, which is something you know we we couldn't have done as easily if if we mm-hmm. weren't around mm-hmm. and available, right. And then we picked her up because she was on the ground. So I think what bothers me too is that he's <laughs> like, they're like, anytime there's an issue where somebody wants to scold, it's just, it becomes this weird fundamentalist legalist <laughs> new thing. Right? Yeah. And it's often like people who would say they've been able to come out of legalism and they're the ones who are like, no longer fundamentalists, but actually they've just found a new topic, (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is, you know? Yeah. You you sort of revert back to patterns that you, that you had when you were younger. Like even if your political beliefs change, I think you Mm -hmm. you revert back to what you've seen and what you've experienced. And that's, Mm -hmm. if you're not with us, you're against us and you're wrong. Right. I think that was probably one of the, like when I, when I felt like, in my early twenties coming out of legalism, I think that was one of the hardest lessons. Like, Oh, actually now I'm just a legalist about not being a legalist. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So actually I'm not done yet with this journey. I've just changed what I'm making rules about. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the power of being the rule maker is just so alluring. <laughs> it really is because if you make the rules then you can follow them yeah and other people don't know what the rules are and if you can't follow the rules then you just change the rules a little bit yep yep you, you, you tweak the rules to say well maybe this is not that bad Hmm. oh man <sighs> why are we so serious this it's, is awful. it's almost as if the gospel provides a better way but you know we have, we, this podcast has become much too serious. This is horrifying. <laughs> well, uh, what could we do to, to dig ourselves out of this pit? I mean, if we had some Mad Libs or something, maybe we could do that. But Okay, I let's mean, do who's, it. <laughs> who's got the time for that? Okay, shall we? I think you had some shorter ones, so maybe you should go first, and then I have a longer one. <laughs> That's. I'm sorry. That's, that's what he said. I'm sorry. Just go. <laughs> should we should we address the the temptation that we have with the Mad Libs? Yes. It's a, it's a family no, it's feud. My temptation. You you don't struggle with this at all. You've written one for me yet, so I haven't ever been the one to provide the the fill in the blanks. Okay. It's a it's a it's a very family feud. Steve Harvey era family feud temptation of like. When you're asked for a word to to just give a word that you know it has a has a double meaning, mm-hmm. it's a it's a constant temptation that that we do on fun sexy Bible time. We're gonna try to keep this. We're gonna try to play it honestly, but we can't promise <laughs> what's gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> right. I was think- uh, I, I was just thankful that I actually know all my parts of speech whenever I work on these. And also, let's not pretend that you didn't ask me to give you a body part on the last Mad Libs. That was an existential crisis I had. <laughs> you literally asked me to name a body part. I don't remember that. You did. And I had like, I was like, nope, can't do that one, can't do that one, can't do that one. Belly button. <laughs> but all three of the things I thought at first would have been funnier than belly button. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, this is a tweet lib, Casey Haas. This a is tweet a, lib. This okay. Is a, this is a tweet, and we are going to reshape it with your suggestions. Okay. All right. So I need a type of person. That's very vague, but give me a type of person. Um. Any kind of label you would put on a person. <laughs> okay. Um, conservative. Okay. Is that does that work? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Give me a noun, please. Bird. All right. I need a. I need an action verb. Mm. Bounce. All right. Another verb, please. Draw. Noun. Hair. How many words of this tweet are we replacing? Okay. Just a couple more. Uh, I need another verb. Um, water ski. That, that doesn't work. <laughs> Give me a different one. Okay. Um, enlighten. All right, another noun. Paper. Uh, that one doesn't work. Give me a different one. <laughs> You're making this difficult for me. Laptop. <laughs> Does that right, work? Let me change it. Give me a a noun that like a like a people noun. Okay. Teacher. Yes. One more noun. Paperclip. <laughs> Uh, and one more, uh, one more people group noun. People group noun. Yes, a noun is a group of people. Um, soldiers. Okay, you have just you have just tweet lived a Beth Moore tweet. <laughs> okay. Which I will now read back to you. Okay. Listen, y'all. Any conservative can sit back with his or her little bird and bounce, bounce, bounce. <laughs> Criticizing people for how they draw and claiming that their hair alone gets it right? Gross. <laughs> Get out there and enlighten some teachers. <laughs> if we can't stand a little paperclip, we'll never stand against soldiers. <laughs> well, that's good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Would you like the original version? What? Would I you- love the original tweet. I mean, do you want me to read it so the people yeah, can... Yeah, read the original. Listen, y'all, any coward can sit back with his or her little screen and tap, 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 criticizing <laughs> people for how they serve and complaining and, and claiming that their camp alone gets it right. Gross. Get out there and do some good. If we can't stand a little criticism, we'll never stand against darkness. Personally, I like your, your version a lot better. <laughs> do you think that Beth would have been pleased with the conversation we just had? <laughs> We did. We didn't claim to only get it right, right? <laughs> we didn't fall into the need to be scolded like she just scolded all of humanity. <laughs> I think she would really enjoy uh, sitting back with her little bird and bounce, bounce, bouncing. <laughs> okay. Do you have another one, or do you want to do this? Uh, uh, why don't we'll just rotate like you go and then, okay. and then I'll, I'll go again. okay so this is this is longer because this is actually from a desiring god article okay Ooh, i need it <laughs> i need a number 13 <laughs> i need another number two oh my a year 1999 an adjective Oh, ecstatic. Okay. Trying to remember how to spell that. <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to veto any of these. <laughs> okay, another adjective. Mm, messy. Okay. A plural noun. Um like um like a people plural noun, I think, would be best. Okay. Presbyterians. Perfect. Another adjective? Um, short. 
<clears throat> Does that work? And then, I, yeah. Um, I need three nouns that can be said in a row. Like blank, blank, and blank. Okay. Um, hot, cold. No, no, nouns. <laughs> no, okay, nouns, sorry. I was thinking about water for some reason. Um, nouns. It, three in a row? <laughs> yes. For some reason, I'm confused by this. Um, like Molary and Curly? Those are... <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Another adjective? Um, flat. Verb? Mm, falling. No. Fall. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> no. Slap. Perfect. Another verb? <laughs> Uh, oh, no, this would be an adjective. This will be an adjective? Yeah, an adjective, not a verb. Sorry, I'm rereading the sentence. That's okay. Beautiful. Okay. And then a superlative adjective. So, like, E-S-T ending. Um, scariest. Perfect. Um... A fe- two different feelings or emotions. Okay. Um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've limited yourself quite a bit. <laughs> the thing I am. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, can awkward be one of them? Yeah. Awkward is one, and repressed is the other. Perfect. And then. Another adjective? We have four more to go. <laughs> are they all adjectives? <laughs> no, three of them are. <laughs> I think I'm just about out of adjectives. I told you to come prepared. You did, but I didn't want to make a list because that felt like cheating. Okay. Um, okay, an adjective. We will say flirty. Flirty. Does, does that work? <laughs> mm-hmm. Another adjective? We will say um, um, boring. One more adjective. <laughs> uh, I am out of adjectives. Why can't I think of a different <laughs> adjective? Um, Describe your wife. <laughs> I already said short. Um, <laughs> I already said beautiful. Um, I'll make it weird. I'll say curvy. Curvy, okay. And then a number. Mm, 84. Okay. All right. The the Mo, Larry, and Curly doesn't really work. <laughs> okay. Let me do a different one. It's three three personal nouns in a row. No, yeah. no, no. Just three nouns. Three nouns in a row. Mm-hmm, um, but not people. But not people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say tweets? Okay. Retweets and subtweets? That's much better. Okay. Okay. So we are reading an article called Millennial Motherhood. (laughs) Three traps for young moms. I'm pretty sure this um, episode is going to drop on Mother's Day. Okay. So I wanted to, to stay on brand. Okay. And this is from Desiring God. So we know that it's definitely just a bunch of scolding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) According to the Pew Research Center, more than 13 millennial women are moms. (laughs) With over two millennials becoming moms each year. Born in 1999, I'm one of the ecstatic millennial moms out there. (laughs) By the messy way of accounting and can relate to much of the millennial mom experience. Much of what's true of every generation throughout all time is true of millennials. We're just Presbyterians. <laughs> Yet, just like every other generation, we have some short tendencies, challenges, strengths, and weaknesses that result from the tweets, retweets, subtweets into which we were born. That's That actually kind of works as well. <laughs> Maybe you should get a job at Desiring God. Okay. <laughs> 
Here are three flat characteristics I've observed in millennial motherhood, along with ways I've sought to slap my mothering with God's word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, obviously, I cannot list. I can't. I I did the list, and then I just did the first sentence after each point because. In the original, it's it's a, it's a point and then three paragraphs and then a, okay. So number one, our feelings are too often beautiful. <laughs> Millennial moms could easily be the scariest group of moms to date. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with that actually, but in the article it said um, the feelingest. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Which is not even a word. Okay. Number two, we consistently feel both awkward and repressed. (laughs) Homeschooler shout out. (laughs) Guilt and confidence are the flirty bedfellows of the millennial mom. Whoa. (laughs) Number three, we are boring yet curvy. According to a study called Digital Women Influencers, a millennial mom spend 84 more hours per week on social media than other moms. True. <laughs> All true. I, I honestly think that you improved the accuracy of this think piece <laughs> with your, um, you know. <laughs> I, what is it with blaming social media for everything? <laughs> it always happens on social media. It's just, uh, okay. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> so is the boring, curvy, is boring, and, is the boring, curvy mother, is that the curvy wife that was on Christian Twitter last year? <laughs> that is my question. Oh, and you have to see, I'm going to send you a link to this art, the article, because the picture at the top is a lady in a field, there's horses in the background, and she's wearing like the John Foreman hat. (laughs) She's just staring off into the distance holding a baby. (laughs) And (laughs) so the word you replace for number three, we are connected yet dissatisfied. So... Yeah. And what did I say? You said um, boring yet curvy. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's like, I'm not going to go there, actually. Oh, please go there. We, <laughs> we, haven't like... crossed, we haven't crossed any lines this episode. <laughs> really? Okay. No, just like if, if a guy is, you know, dating a girl and she's just, well, she's boring yet curvy. <laughs> Just gotta weigh weigh the pros and cons. What's the uh, what's the female equivalent of that? Um, I don't know. Boring yet, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking rich. Uh, ah, yeah. Sexist? I mean, I don't Maybe. care if it is. I'm just asking. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. I don't think there's anything that can make up for boringness. That's a good. That's a good topic. Can 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 boringness be overcome? I I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, is boring in the eye of the beholder though? <laughs> I I used to. I, I think I can say this. I don't think anybody will know who this is. When I was in college, there was a before I met Kendra. There was a girl in college, and she was really tall. So they, they kind of like gave me an avenue, like it gave me a path, <laughs> even though it was super awkward. Mm-hmm. She was like really beautiful and she was really tall. Um, so they, it kind of cut down like on the number of guys that would approach her. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. a lot of guys would not approach somebody that was taller than them. It's just like a guy thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had like an avenue there of like going up and, and, and talking to her. And I, I did talk to her a few times, but she was just, there was just very little going on. <laughs> you didn't really have any chemistry there. It's, I, I mean, I tried. There was just very uh-huh. little going on. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's not that she was dumb. I just maybe boring is the right word. It was like I just mm-hmm. could not, could not get interested by her, and so like it just, <laughs> it, it just died right there. Wow. Yeah. And that person, that person was Kate Shelnut. <laughs> 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 
Kidding. Kidding. Oh, uh, you gotta be, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So. Do you have another tweet? Are you ready for your second tweet, Lib? I'm ready. Okay, I need need advice from you. (laughs) I need advice (laughs) or a habit. doesn't have to be a sin. I just need some kind of vice habit. Biting your nails. Nail biting. Does that work? Yeah, that works. Okay. All right. Give me a give me a noun. I may have to veto this one, but give me a noun. Um, a rake. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Give me like a like uh, I don't know. Give me a. All right. I'm sorry. Give me a body part. That's the only. Way it's work. <laughs> I was okay. trying to get around it. <clears throat> Shoulder. Okay. Another noun. Wristwatch. Uh, <laughs> give me a physical verb, please. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Like an action verb. Okay. Um, weightlifting. No, that's in like a noun. So that wouldn't work. <laughs> uh, climbing. Okay. Climb. That, that'll work. Okay, now I need an... And I need a verb that ends in ing. Okay. Roller skating. You always put roller skating and skiing in there. I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't think that one works. Can I have another one? Always is literally the second time I've done this. How dare you bring facts into this podcast? <laughs> okay, speeding. Does that work? Uh, maybe we'll come back to it. All right, okay. noun. Hmm. It can be plural if it needs to be. Love seat. Okay. Noun. Kissing. <laughs> Kiss. Trying to make this interesting for you. <laughs> That's what she's. Uh, okay. Okay. Verb. <laughs> Um, clone. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do a different one. That one doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> what am I doing? A verb? Yeah, a verb. Um, worship. <laughs> that doesn't work, but I'm going to keep it because it's funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a, uh, this is a, also a tweet from Beth Moore. Okay. Reject nail biting. It rocks. <laughs> It rots the shoulder. Others may have similar wristwatches to yours, but but they're not using them. <laughs> There's nothing one-dimensional about climbing and divine speeding. God assigned love seats to each of us in full view of all coinciding kissing that would worship us into who we are. <laughs> that kind of works. It kind of does. It got a little weirded there at the end. but <laughs> I don't know what that tweet was originally. The original tweet was, reject rivalry. It rots oh, the fruit. Rivalry. Okay. Others may have similar gifts to yours, but they're not you using, they're not using them. Mm-hmm. There's nothing one-dimensional about walking and divine gifting. God assigned gifts to each of us in full view of all coinciding components that would shape us into who we are. Here's the thing about Beth Moore's tweets. Yes. You could take that tweet and build a whole sermon out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so much there. But it's, it's not it's not It's impressive. Campy. It's not what? It's not Voscampy. No. It's good no, stuff. No, not at all. It's not, it is good. It's not just wordy fluff. It's like every point you could, you know, create three sub points. Mm-hmm. It's impressive, actually. It is. There he is. <laughs> so you tweeted something um, uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, and it's a great tweet. It said, when Twitter Christians see the new thing to be offended by, and it's a guy jumping off a diving board, a really high dive, <laughs> just, you know, propelling himself off. <laughs> 
As if he sees the the offensive thing in the distance and is, <laughs> and he's just gonna go for it <laughs> and possibly be... kill it, possibly kill himself in the process. <laughs> he's get, he's racing because he wants to be the first to tweet about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you don't get in there first, then why? I mean, why even bother? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you get some good responses to your tweets regularly, you know, because you. You do cross the line quite a bit. Yeah. That somebody, should we say her name? <laughs> a lady responded to this tweet. Now, now remember, this is a guy jumping into a pool. Okay. <laughs> she says, that's not really the quote splashdown I need, but maybe I'm being shallow about the quote deep end. <laughs> Help me, help me, Casey. What, what, well, is, what is happening right now? I think she's horny. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I, I have to give her some recognition for just saying that so boldly. <laughs> what else could it be about? Right? She's not saying she needs to be baptized. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) The excessive quotation use. I think that what makes this funny is because, you know, you you do tweet about sexy things, but this was not one of them. (laughs) This was a tweet about Christians on Twitter being offended he's like well that's not what i need right now could you please write a different tweet for me (laughs) i gotta be i mean i guess my only response could have been my pastor says you gotta be married before you get the splash down or, yeah, before you go into the deep end. <laughs> before you go splashing in the deep end. <laughs> yeah. oh, <come> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if you should... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. that's, one, that's one of the better re- tweet responses we've seen. <laughs> We, we we shout you out in, in in a complimentary way. Of course. Lady absolutely. who did this. <laughs> right, what, oh, what was your what was your other one you wanted to read? You you have a you have like a a hobby of like cataloging the responses to my <laughs> strange tweets. Well, you also tweeted um my haters, why are you an evangelical thought leader? Me. I led my team in a number of times called upon to say the prayer. <laughs> my haters owned. We are owned by this information. And of course, it's a picture of you in a basketball jersey. That's <laughs> just so great. And With then somebody said, really Matthew. questionable facial hair, by the way. Well, you know, work with what you got when you're, what, 19? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so somebody said, Matthew, is it true the homeschool co-op voted you most likely to glorify God? <laughs> <laughs> somebody said, what is this whisker wizardry? Wizardry, <laughs> Left side plus cleft chin only. <laughs> oh, man. Only an evangelical thought leader like yourself could put the soul in soul patch. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to look like the guys from Sugar Ray because there was that uh, there was that period of late nineties where like all of the pop rock guys had the the soul patch. Right. Sometimes it was bleached, like Smash Mouth, <laughs> Sugar Ray, Everclear. Like right as I was coming into secular music, that that's what I, I would listen to, and all these guys had soul patches. So I thought, obviously, that's the thing that I need. <laughs> Except I could only grow like the very bottom of it, like where my chin was. I couldn't grow mm-hmm. it all the way up to my lip. <laughs> So I would grow like the, just a little like hairy caterpillar 
on my chin <laughs> and it looked horrible, but yeah, I thought it was cool. It definitely did. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. It didn't help. I, I, ad- I admire your boldness in sharing all your old pictures. You really can't. The, the picture does not do it justice, but you really cannot tell exactly how skinny. The, the picture shows how big my ears were. They were, they were huge. <laughs> I mean, it was like Adam Driver-esque. <laughs> but also, I was about 6'8", and I'm going to say 205, maybe. Okay. I was, I was very, very skinny. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's pretty thin. So it, it didn't really, it didn't really help having a, just a half of a soul patch. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, here's the thing I don't understand about men and their facial hair, hair. It's just, why would you make that effort just to have that tiny little strip? <laughs> <laughs> That's so bizarre to me. Just. If you're going to shave, just go for it or just grow a full beard. Yeah. Well, the full beard wasn't an option. Yeah. So I I felt like I had to do something. (laughs) The gargantuan height wasn't enough. (laughs) You had to (laughs) add one more thing. Add one more thing to make me look awkward. Yes. (laughs) And it actually got, Kendra can verify this. It actually got worse because... When I was, I want to say 20 or 21, I decided that I would finally just go full Sugar Ray and bleach my hair. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it, it came out like ye- uh, Crayola yellow. Yeah, because your hair is dark, so it doesn't work. I didn't know what I was doing, and it came out super, super yellow. It was horrifying. Oh, man. Yeah. And so then I tried, oh, wow. to, then I tried to bleach it again, and it didn't help too much. And then it just, then I just had like frosted tips because I let it. It was real short, <laughs> and I let it just grow out until it looked like I had frosted tips, like a youth pastor. And then they gave you your youth group. <laughs> oh, we see you have frosted tips. Here's your youth group. <laughs> you automatically get one. <laughs> Man, I think that there's some like fads with styles that are not like that it's fine i think the beards will probably go out again at some point but there's some things that there there's no way that <laughs> people aren't going to make fun of this down the road and the frosted tips is definitely one of them do you saw the picture my basketball picture pulled up yeah can you see my fake sideburns not really <laughs> what are is- fake sideburns I worked in a grocery store uh, at the time. I was in college and I was working at a grocery store. And I really wanted sideburns. So what I would do is I would take apart the pricing guns. Oh, my. And steal the ink cartridges out of them. You inked your sideburns? <laughs> I totally inked my sideburns. This is... this that That is... That's commitment. Because, like, you can't just... You can't... <laughs> You can't paint them on, but if you've got a little bit of fuzz there, you can just blot it with ink cartridge. Oh, so you like darkened them? Yeah, I darkened okay, them. Okay, okay. You didn't fully just add them. No, no, I didn't, oh, okay. I didn't paint them on. I just... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, in a related story, I uh, did not go on a date until I was 20 years old. I'm not laughing at you. That's fine. Listen, I... <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah, that's wow. <laughs> I just um... I'm trying to think of. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I ever did anything super weird with my piece, but I mean, that's got to be like I'm not talking about you. I don't want to make it weird, but like that's got to be the equivalent of stuffing a bra. <laughs> oh, I didn't do that actually. I mean, maybe when I was like eight or like to fun, like funnier in the house, but yeah, I don't, I don't know of, you know, inking <laughs> your sideburns is, is pretty desperate. It's something. I mean, when we used to do like Easter plays at church, they would use like the makeup sponges to, yeah. um, 
to get the beards on men who didn't have beards and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that, that's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> and I I'm, I think da we have a picture of Danny in one of those fake beards. I think I've seen it. Uh, it's, it's yeah, 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 we've seen it. And it's just, you know, wow. We have overcome so much as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Including playing Mary and Joseph in a... Yeah, this has gotta that's gotta be some expectations there. Once you're Mary and Joseph. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> oh, we see you have frosted tips. Here's your youth group. <laughs> You automatically get one. <laughs> <laughs>